All right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and uh, we're back for part two. So I'm here again with uh, Zach Gunderson, uh, my my fellow Zach, as Taz. as you all know Taz. now. I'm Taz. Taz. You're Taz. Somebody's Taz. We're all Taz. Zach. Yeah, Jersey. the other Zach. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, Zach's back for part uh, part two of the podcast. Um, you know, part one. If you listened before this one, we talked a little bit about our our backgrounds, our our funny oldie stories and connection um zach talked a little bit about what he's up to and how um ai and you know the time that he signed in and and went to chat gpt for the first time kind of just like put a shift into his life and uh we won't get into all the details right now because this will be we'll we'll do a new podcast maybe a year a couple years from now with with all that good stuff but um zach is um working on his his uh his startup so um that is related to, to ai but again we're, we're gonna keep it on the wraps for now but uh definitely be prepared to hear zach come back in a future episode once everything's all out there and uh everything sure. is, he's doing great things with that but um we're, yeah what zach's not telling you is our, our we, we tried we tried version two and <laughs> yeah. uh i was a blabbermouth and and was just way too transparent with zach and i was like you know i don't think we can release all that not that we're doing anything secret or scary, but you know you, you can't put out all your plans for your competitors. Exactly, and we are yeah. in a competitive environment. So for sure, Anything. yeah. So this is uh, this is take two of part two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe but, someday uh, the other one will drop or or not. I don't know, but yeah. uh, but you have a great idea. I like it for staying a little bit more general, but I think on yeah. a really salient topic for mm-hmm. the the country and the world right now. Um, you know, I don't know what your viewership is like and, and kind of what's a little bit more spread out or more targeted, but I do yeah. think this is relevant for everybody. Like the world sure. is changing with the capabilities of AI and we all want to know how and how it's going to impact mm-hmm. us, and what yep. we need to be afraid of and what uh, we don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, spot on. I think, you know, to my audience and um, surely if, if anyone listening to this has their experiences or knowledge on AI, you know, shoot me a message, uh, comment on, you know, anywhere I post this and let us know what your background with AI is. But uh, I think a lot of the audience here probably is relatively, relatively in the early stages of AI. Like I've heard of it. I, I know what chat GPT is. Maybe I haven't used it. Um, Maybe I, you know, know about like voice assistants and homes that we could use or i go to my local mcdonald's and there's less workers and there's more kiosks and stuff so you know i think that's kind of probably where a lot of my audience lies and i think with that a lot of folks whether it's my audience or just people i talk to have that fear of ai or like why why do we want to embrace this because it's probably going to take my job or you know i want to talk to a human at mcdonald's not you know have to be frustrated when i order um, or, you know, these voice assistants, I'm not going to say the name because I have one right next to me, um, <laughs> is, is listening in on my conversations. So, uh, Zach, can not, you tell us a little bit is about it? Uh, it's, its name isn't Perplexa, is it? Perplexa, maybe? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I hope yes. I didn't wake it up. It's, it's looking at You me. did not, no. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like, I, look, I, it's interesting to me. I have a question back for you, Zach. Which is, yeah. You say... Uh, my audience and and so I, the essence of what you just told me is you think your audience is not probably super sophisticated on this and 
a few people I probably guess. are farther than others, and it's kind of random. Sure. Right? Yeah. I would say that's pretty job fair. job and the, their personality and blah, blah, blah. And I think, I think that's everyone. So mm-hmm. if we look at it and say ChatGPT, it grew faster than any other, you know, new product ever and all this stuff. But you know what? There is most Americans still haven't used it. 80%, yeah. right? Or mm-hmm. anything really like it. And But what they have used is some of the stuff you referenced. The McDonald's right. kiosk. To be honest, I don't know. Is that AI? It probably is. I actually don't know for a fact. Sure. Um, it, it's, it's quite likely it, quite likely it is. Um, but my point is Everyone has experienced AI, whether it is opening their iPhone with their face, right? Mm, or yeah. at the McDonald's kiosk, which, like I said, I don't know, but you're, it probably has some element or sure. some kind of software. I mean, honestly, we're all, it's, it's impacting our life and you don't realize it. The difference, the change when ChatGPT dropped is it went to public consumption. Mm-hmm. Right? Now you can touch it, everybody can touch it. And right. still a lot of people haven't touched it or right. they touched it and they don't quite, it didn't quite click for them. Like the, mm-hmm. the paradigm shift we're in and mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like it's going to take time and lags, but that's the difference is, is everybody's experiencing AI, but I would, I would challenge, are they really, uh, do they see it? Like the, the person ordering at the kiosk at McDonald's, which by the way, I'm like a baby boomer with technology. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the thing. But I'm terrible. I'm so bad. I'm, yeah. and I'm terrible. And those kiosks drive me nuts. I right. <laughs> they really do. Right? And, and could AI make our lives better with something like that? Mm-hmm. Probably. Is it now? Maybe. But where is it going to be in 10 years? Yeah. That's when you think about, whoa. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about a very different environment and society we're in when you take the trajectory and you don't even it doesn't even have to stay at the same pace but you make some logical adjustments and you say mm-hmm. well it's going to impact us but again not everybody has used it anyway I, right. i'm sorry i'm going on too long no no you're good yeah I, I i think it's interesting though like you mentioned how people have used it in ways that they're not even you know acknowledging like i think you mentioned like opening your iPhone with with your face ID. I didn't even think about that. Right. I didn't I yeah. didn't think about the um, even though here I am Mr. AI, I didn't think about the McDonald's kiosk as AI. I didn't sure. and I it, oh, I guess that was part of my challenge to it too. It's like d- does your audience or does the average person see that and recognize that there's AI in that? Hey, is there? There probably is. <laughs> yeah. But if there is, do we notice it? Do we know that? That's mm-hmm. why like AI has been around forever. Not forever, but right? Like it's, and it's been yeah. developing. There's some huge, huge jumps in like 2017, 2018, yeah. especially 2017. Um, but this moment is about chat GPT. We all know it, right? It sounds silly to right. say it, but that's what turned the world upside down. And it's not because mm-hmm. of chat GPT as a thing, but it is because you took this thing this artificial intelligence mm-hmm. it's powered by anyway the 2017 thing is the tensorflow google it, but it's more about naturally interfacing with technology mm-hmm. and how that changes the way 
we interact with technology. Like I personally right. believe it means less screen time. Okay. For example, right? Which sounds nuts. But but again, the point is it's it's just changing the the way we interact with it. Mm-hmm. In, in ways that are so disruptive that the current way you and I think about using technology, the way, you know, playing video games on the controller or uh, sending emails with a mouse and a keyboard, like, it, like it's, it's a relic. Mm-hmm. I still send emails. <laughs> Building right. a company that's going to help you, help me, help others send better emails, more humanistic emails. It's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, we won't get into the depths or, oh, we won't be able to post this. Right. But that's where the consumer is now. And that's mm-hmm. the reason we're building the company that way. Right. There's just a huge swath of people that are still on email. And you've got to meet the consumer where they are. We're talking about a market. But in three years, five years, are they going to be there? I don't know. I don't know right. how long it's going to take. But I do, I am confident it's going to, the transition is going to be faster than the last transition, which was probably either the World Wide Web or you could say Web 2.0. But anyways, Mm -hmm. I digress. I better give it back to you before we go off. But I haven't said anything that means we have to cancel this episode yet. There you go. We're off to a good start. (laughs) So, Zach, it kind of sounds like from hearing you talk that, like, you know, you're not a fortune teller. Like, you can't tell me the future. But it sounds like AI is going in a direction where like you kind of have to become an adopter at some point um if you aren't already like that's what the future is going to be like and like it's kind of like not that if you don't buy into it or don't start getting experience with it like you like magically die and like your life and you know what i mean but like, <laughs> like it's kind of like bro, to stay have, relevant you have to pick date, up on is there it. a mayan calendar that says if you do not adapt to ai by a certain date you will like your heart will explode wasn't that Indiana Maybe. Jones plot line? I think it was. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> but no, right? Like, yeah. It, it, here's why I don't think that, and here's why I don't. And I'm friends with some of these guys that are making making a living off this right now. To be honest, mm-hmm. and, and actually, I think they're smart to do it. But mm-hmm. prompting. You heard this word prompting. And how you need to learn how to prompt AI. You heard this? I don't think so. Oh, man. You really are an AI version, Zach. we got to bring you on the pod. And yeah. It's going to be great. But yeah, it'll I, be I, fun. Bet, I bet a lot of your listeners have heard this word. And I bet you're going to notice this word three times in your life tomorrow. I'm going to predict okay. that right now. Okay. <laughs> you should text me and be like, yep. Mm-hmm, let's do I will. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, they, they want you to prompt engineering and prompting. All that is is like AI doesn't. Under AI is in its infancy. AI, the way we think about it, which is a natural interface, which is being mm-hmm. able to just communicate naturally with technology. And mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I think about it this way: like, if if the te- if I can naturally tell the technology what I want it to do, right, mm-hmm. and then it clearly can be coded to clearly communicate 
with the digital world, right? Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever applications are on the web, you can do anything on the web, right? Right. So it, it just follows th this thing to its logical conclusion. It's not there yet. A lot of these AI agents that are trying to accomplish tasks, it's weak, it's not there, but there's an army of people and, and billions of dollars, maybe trillions of dollars being spent on solving these problems and it's accelerating faster than Moore's law. So in five years, 10 years, whatever you want to do with your technology, you will be able to tell it in your natural way, probably more effectively than you can tell me what you want me to do, what you want <laughs> your computer to go and do for you. Now mm -hmm. think about that and how powerful that is in your life yeah. and in the life of everyone once we get to that point, right? And how right. that democratizes technology and the power mm -hmm. of technology. And now where are the markets going to go? How are people going to buy technology? How are businesses going to buy technology? It's all changing. The question mm -hmm. is how, right? And, and that's the IP I think I have or we have, right? Like, And I think that's what the startups who are smartly attacking the space are thinking about is, do I see where I fit into this new picture? How do I go right. there without getting cut off by competitors, et cetera, et cetera? We won't make this whole pot about that. But that's the vision. That's the vision I'm building my company on. That's, that's what, you know, my eyes went big when I opened it and thought about the implications. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's as simple as that, is we can naturally interface with technology now and think okay. about how, how many systems and processes that changes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Zach, I have a question for you. It's, you know, it, this actually comes from an example in, in my life that happened today. So hmm. at work, I'm hiring, I'm looking to hire a programmer. Hmm. Um, and, you know, we're asking this, this candidate some questions about coding languages. And they say, like, I'm familiar with, we'll just say, like, Python um, as a coding language. They're familiar with that. And we asked the question of, like, well what if you're working on a project and you're not familiar with, with the coding language? Um, what if it's a language you're not familiar with? And his, his response was actually, you know, this might sound silly, but I would honestly just put it in chat B G GPT and have it translated into the language that I'm familiar with or that I need to get it in and like kind of use that as basis. So my question for you is like, as someone who my part of my living is hiring people to do, to do a job, like, does it does it hurt jobs in the sense of like what's stopping just some random person who doesn't have a qual the qualifications like what if they can't program but could they theoretically just rely on ChatGPT to write them code for whatever I assign them to do? Um, theoretically, mm -hmm. um, good question. I love this. I love this example. So yeah, one. Um, it's not ready. I don't believe I, I, okay. Is full of crap. And um, you should, that, that, that's a bad answer today. It's a bad answer today. It's, sure. Right. And now does that mean it's a bad answer? Or he's a bad hire. Not necessarily. Cause I like the forward thinking, but I don't think that you yeah. can plug it in and just, it's not, it's not a plug and play today. Somebody can come in here and correct me, but I, I think okay. that somebody would struggle because it's not that seamless. Is it yeah. going to get there? Probably, probably. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I think so. Uh, how long does that take? I don't know. I don't know. 
this the curve is developing in different ways in different areas and you would have to be so tapped into so many of them like <laughs> it would be a full-time yeah. job just to you know i mean honestly so but it but it that does reflect my confidence that I, some approximation of what he said is probably going to be true someday yeah sure now the other question i have then is or the question i have then is like why is that bad so yeah it's okay. like the kids using a calculator at school Mm, yeah <laughs> all right don't use the calculator why right and, and 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 then you eventually figure out how there's parts of it that are important to learn and if you can do some mental math da, 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 right but then parts mm-hmm. you probably also don't need to spend like you know half of your childhood memorizing <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's like yes yeah, still we should do it but how much to and it took time for schools and maybe they're still figuring out that out Right. You know, that's right. I think what the new uh, kind of way they're teaching kids is like more thinking about the, the critical thinking aspect and how they're getting to the answer more than the answer. And definitely, mm-hmm. definitely moving more away from memorization. Yet they do still teach them to memorize their their tables to a sure. certain degree. Right. Mm-hmm. So that took time after yeah. the calculator came out to figure out the appropriate way to train kids to like take advantage of the calculator, the spreadsheet, whatever, whatever. And yet, like, push forward mm. the types of work that human beings are being asked to do where they're adding yeah. value, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in that now with writing. <laughs> it's my joke sometimes that GPT is a word calculator. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's more than that. <laughs> like, that, that's such a simplification. Make a lot of AI people mad, probably, <laughs> to say that. <laughs> like, even just the example you use on the coding side. But... Very broadly, think about that point and think about the point of how U.S. school systems adapted to the calculator Right. on a very micro scale. I mean, AI is such a bigger deal than that, Yeah. <laughs> right? but just first principles, right? Think about it that way. I don't know. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like I, I hadn't thought of like that, that calculator example. It's like. I specifically remember being in school and, you know, I, I take these math tests and the, the teacher's like, no calculator. And I'm just like, that's dumb. When, <laughs> when in my real life will I not have a calculator right, at right. my desk? Once you're a kid, you're like, dude, um, do you think this is going to go backwards now? Like, yeah. What are you dumb? Like every kid got that. You're totally right. Right. And so like, I, I remember having that experience, but now as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm like, I'm kind of going in that backwards thinking of like, well, shoot, like what? Why do I want people in their job to use AI? Right. You're like, hey, dude, I don't like your answer. You're going to use AI. Then why wouldn't I hire you? Why wouldn't I use AI? Right? Like, it's it's a tool. And I think that's yeah. my biggest passion on this. And when we talk about, like, AI being scary and Skynet, yeah. it's like my way of belittling it. It's like every every huge technological advancement in human history came with detractors and fear-mongering and risks, by the way. Sure. Right? What did it accomplish in how much it raised the like? Did people die building the electricity grid? I actually don't like, I haven't studied that like transition as deeply as I would like to. Sure. I guarantee you, <laughs> even though I, with what I just said, the answer is yes, they did. Right. Sure. And there's yeah. some fear about electricity. There's house fires and all this stuff. But now think about it truly on the macro scale. Did it or did it like not raise the level of, the human experience and probably right. save and extend millions of lives yeah. Right? Yeah. across the globe. 
And now we're looking at this and we say, well, well now kids can cheat on that, whatever, right? Or mm-hmm. it's going to kill us all or this, this situation wasn't great. Well, I don't know. What could it do? What could it do with cancer when you could sick it on certain systematic problems? Sure. You know, sure. I, I like just that's probably not even the right way to say it, but it's like advancing the human tech stack um, is a powerful thing. Yeah. All right. Soapbox. I'll give my soapbox up. I'm off. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I mean, like, I think it, it's cool because I, I consider myself someone who is interested in AI and I, I see value in it, but I don't know much about it. So like, I feel like this conversation is cool because I'm seeing value in it, but I'm also seeing like, without even realizing it, like I, I would say I'm like a supporter of AI, but I'm, I'm hearing myself say things that are like, I don't think I've, I've embraced it. You know what I mean? Like the whole kind of process of it. So I think like, how do we, how do we get over those fears or those anxieties that come with it? Or how do we look at AI as not like this weapon of evil, but as a tool for the potential that it can give us? Uh, uh, Yeah. Well, that's a good insightful question. Mm -hmm. So, so you've Zach, you've played with chat GPT or some kind of consumer application of AI, right? Where you interacted with, a chat or a you know voice to text or whatever that was able to kind of you were able to have a natural conversation with. Yeah, I've used uh, ChatGPT and uh, Perplexity. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. So yeah, you had that kind of natural. And again, this is where I come back to: it's not AI. Turing in the fifties was talking about AI. AI is pretty much as old as computing. I would argue now it, data scientists would cringe a little. Right. So this, is, this is this is very broad strokes, but they also couldn't like totally attack it either. And I've had a lot of these conversations with really smart people. It's it, to some degree, computing is AI. Okay. Or AI is computing to some degree at some level. And we have to think about it as the, the moment we're having here where everybody's freaking out mm-hmm. is because we can naturally communicate with the digital world, the capacity, the technical capacity of the digital world. But when you talk to ChatGPT, chat GPT, quote unquote, talk to it, right? Mm-hmm. Are you having a conversation with a with a thing? What are, like what in your mind, what do you think is actually happening there? Hmm. I guess in my mind, I'm I don't know. I guess I haven't thought about it like that. I guess like I'm just and that's what freaks in. people out, right? Yeah. They're like, wait, am I talking to the computers now? Yeah. They woke up. <laughs> it's like sentient now. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like the jumps, the jumps that people do. Yeah. Are crazy because you you look at that now again. The technology is is more advanced. You're doing neural network stuff, deep learning stuff, etc. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's still computing. It's still calculations. Mm. And, you know, we may not fully be able to understand the, the scope of them because once you train these things to code for themselves, there can be some self-replication and there can be some, some scale that, like, we just don't understand how it's making this leap to that leap. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's, like, magic and it's turned into a person. 
Right. <laughs> it's just silly, right? Like, honestly, I, I, we, I recorded a podcast today, uh, my fifth podcast. Uh, we're, we're new. We're not great. We're not like you. We, I love your interviewing <laughs> skills. But Thank you. We, we were talking about this, and it's like, okay, so you want to say this thing is sentient because you don't fully understand, like, the calculations go beyond what you can think? Mm-hmm. I, I, you'll have better luck arguing with me that we're the same as an animal, right? And, and saying we're mammals, and like there's a then saying we're the same that machines can turn sentient because mm-hmm. we can't understand all those calculations. Like, get out of here, right? Get out of here. Like, I'm sorry, there is something to life and consciousness that we don't understand. Nobody understands. Religion doesn't understand it. Science doesn't. This is not. I'm not trying to be like right. I'm not. I'm not trying to be controversial with mm-hmm. that. Like we just right. If somebody had the answer to all this, we'd have the answer, but we don't. And we think that like, wow, now this computer is so strong that we turned it into sentience. That's freaking it's it's arrogant and it's dumb. Sorry, I just I think it's stupid. So okay, you know, like, well, it's got the IQ. It's got the IQ of blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. What's IQ? Is it making decisions? Is it like a decisions within a calculation you made for it? Like, I don't know. It's, it's silly. It's silly to me. So, so being afraid of that is silly. When you are interacting with ChatGPT, mm-hmm. what that thing is doing, this is science. It's predicting the next word. It is math. It mm-hmm. is trained on an insane amount of data. And it is able to predict what it should put where. That's a way oversimplification. But like honestly, that's like high level. It, you're not talking to anything, but it's technology able to use math and understanding of what you're looking for to mm. give you the response that you need, okay. given the available information. And it's just a very different way of using technology than it is to use a mouse and a keyboard right. to type commands. That's essentially poking at you know anyway sorry i i always go too long but no no i it's, it's very insightful i really i really enjoy hearing your thoughts and perspectives on things and yeah it's it's interesting hearing that because i think about like you know like you said it, it's very um like a, a loose way of putting it i guess you could say but like it's just math and equations and formulas it's that's essentially what's going on there. And I guess I didn't really realize that or even think that that was what it had to do with. I, I mean, I think to people that start to fear it, mm-hmm. it's like at a certain point, does it have a life of its own? Yeah. Right. I mean, ultimately I think if you break the fear down, that's where it's at. Yeah. Um, I think a more reasonable fear, and, and this is part of it too, I guess, is it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. So in the wrong hands, a problem sure that's true of any technology right i was gonna say you could argue anything in the wrong yeah hands. and trying to stop it is a great way of letting the bad guys only get it <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like giving it like anyways it's but yeah 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 okay so zach to to anyone out there that's listening who's maybe similar to me where like 
the idea of AI interests you, but you have no idea. Like you don't have much experience with it. Maybe, maybe less experience than me. Like maybe you haven't even opened up chat GPT or like, you don't know anything about it. Or, or maybe you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck are these guys talking about? Like what, what would you, do you have any advice on like how people could get introduced in a digestible kind of like sure. non, you know, intimidating um, way? Zach, can I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a weird one. Okay. <laughs> um, which actually might make me a better one uh, because I'm going to give you a really easy answer. It sounds lame, but it's true. Okay. Just open up ChatGPT and start talking to the thing. You know, I just told you it's not actually talking to you, and it's not. But <laughs> it's able to do some really cool stuff, and especially with recent stuff. I would, I would pay for the, the Plus version in a heartbeat. And I would say right now, from what I call consumer AI, consumer AI application, GPT is easily the, the simplest entry point. And it can do, you'll, you'll understand 80% of why this matters with just, just that. Okay. And I think the big thing is just don't think about or worry about trying to change the world with it. It's just like, okay, what what's a problem I'm dealing with in my daily life that I want to make more efficient or that that's just a pain in my butt. I don't know. Just try to apply it to a frustrating situation you're currently in that you use technology for at, at least one step, <laughs> which is pretty much everything we do as humans. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and pick one of those that really pisses you off. Use that technology. Think about the parts that piss you off. And I can almost guarantee you within one or two examples, almost likely the first, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you're going to find your own thing. So, and actually, let's do that here. So, mm -hmm. Zach, mm -hmm. what is the most annoying thing about technology? Let's see how many examples it takes us. If it's like 50, we'll have to edit this all out. But I'm just going <laughs> to just call to ask you, like, what is something you have to do? And the computer is involved, whether it's work or personal, the computer is involved at some level, even if it's for a short bit, but it's a process um, that makes you want to like yeah. work screen. You know, Going through emails? Email? Oh God. Well, no, you can't pick that because that's, that, that is the right answer, by the way, because the company I'm building is going to help with that. Sure. Start. All right. But let's, let's, uh. Um, what else is annoying? Okay, no, 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 actually, no, no, forget that. Let's do it. All right, so, let's do emails. Okay. What's the problem? What's... What's the most frustrating thing to you? Uh, probably just going through them. Like, I, I went into the office today, and I had, like, I think 46 unread emails in my in my inbox just having to go through those see what's junk what i need to respond to what just needs like a sounds good versus like an actual response how long uh, what's your email inbox at now uh probably around like like when i checked out for the day i'd probably yeah. say i was i was still around like nine or nine unread or nine that you needed to respond you probably read them but you tabled them <laughs> Honestly, red but table probably closer to like sixteen, like nine that I haven't even touched. 
nine times. Okay. And but probably 16 that I've like day, read. How much of your day did you spend on that? Like that, was it your whole day? On the 46 unread, you responded to some. You said, no, you were in a few meetings. Mm-hmm. You had a lunch, whatever, whatever. But essentially your day as a knowledge worker. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you responded to these thirty-five emails. Mm-hmm. Tabled not tabled the half of them that that are stressing you out, <laughs> right? Like, am I am I crazy or no? No, no, that that's pretty accurate. You know, I was at work for eight hours, and I tried to get down as much as I could, and that's that's the end of the results of the day. And you know what? What would well, you estimate your coworkers? Do you think that's like an average? monday right yeah i'd say so yeah so so that that's kind of the point of like think about how ai can help mm-hmm. there's automation you can do with zapier and other places to get some of that stuff just like taken care of mm-hmm. just automatically then there's some you can't automate and there's some stuff that we're we're trying to help um with, with it's like tone analysis and and understanding the specific recipient uh, Etc. that I, I won't get again. Yeah, we spot. won't get too deep into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I want to release this pod, right? But we, yeah. we have a, a secret sauce that we're doing to, to, to help in particular. But even without what we're doing, uh-huh. what uh, Microsoft Copilot, which you'll be able to use soon, can do, mm-hmm. what GPT can already do, with you can create a GPT to take some certain actions for you. If you want, once you're, you're, once you or your department or whatever your processes have adjusted to the new technology that exists, mm-hmm. like half of that's gone. Easy. Right. Maybe, right. maybe more like 90%. I mean, I really, and I think, I don't know about you. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong, but my, my gut says that I don't even have to say anything more. And in, in your, in your heart, you kind of know. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? like, yeah, it's like look, we can we can argue about it, we can try to get specific, but like most people that are thinking critically about the world are like, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> most of the shit I do is just moving this thing from here to here and telling this person and interfacing with this blah blah blah. And like, look, that does not mean it's not valuable, mm-hmm. right? But there's just huge swaths of it, right? Huge swaths of it that can get automated, and there are huge amounts of duplication in corporate America. And people, and especially Silicon Valley startups, by the way, which is a plug for myself as the flyover founder, but it's it, like, do not understand how much of corporate America's time is spent. Like, I've done some calculations, and I won't get into this here, but I think like $8 trillion is being spent to email each other Jeez. in corporate America. Mm. If you really break down the time and think about it, yeah. even if you're relatively conservative, and I bet, again, I bet that if you think about it, you're like, no, it's not that crazy. <laughs> I can get my head there pretty quick. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Which is crazy. It and is. here's the thing. This is one area. I know this area well because mm-hmm. I, I was in corporate America. I drive me crazy. Waste like, makes me batty. But it's not the only place. Right. It's, it's, it's there in manufacturing. And it's been, it's been, it's been revolutionizing manufacturing for a few decades now Mm -hmm. and it's going to continue yeah it's in healthcare it's in other places right and in some places it's going to eliminate jobs some places it's going to increase jobs 
but like the ability to seamlessly automate technological processes naturally with what you know business leaders and experts in various industries want to execute mm-hmm. and we as a, as a society are no longer doing technology but we use technology right that changes things on a level that we don't fully yet understand and that are going to vary by industry but it's like a really 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 big deal yeah no, have I, mean, I convinced you yet, Zach? You have, talk, yeah. Talk, are you in? Are you in on the AI revolution? I am. I'm with you now. I'm with you for <laughs> sure. But no, man, this is this was awesome, and it was great to kind of get your perspective on AI and why it's nothing that we should fear, and why it's something we should embrace and see the benefits to, and just see it as a tool. So, um, you know, to everyone cool. listening. That, tool is the word. Uh, yes. It's a tool. I love it, man. It is. Yes, I, I do too. So to everyone that's listening along, um, Zach, you know, where, where's the best places that they can, you know, check out your, your own podcast or follow along with what you're talking about with AI? What's like the best place to connect with you? Sure, man. Yeah, we're figuring this out still. <laughs> yep. transparency. So we have, uh, we're, I literally just as I was talking, got the fifth podcast we recorded sent to me and i need to go do the edits um but you can find us on youtube it's just like the ai podcast with me up but i think for now the biggest thing would just check my check my linkedin out okay. zach Gunderson, z-a-c-h the right way to spell it founder. and um and check out you can go to myubq.com also to see our current website um although hopefully it's it's possible the domain could change by the time okay. this drops and i'll share it with you uh but you know if you get this check it out um hopefully nothing weird is there if, if we've given it up and, and moved to the new domain but anyways yeah i think the best is go to my linkedin um i'm, I'm gonna try to stay up to date. i post mostly daily yep um yeah, and and the pod. Hopefully, hopefully we're growing. So yeah. lots more to come. Zach, thanks for the time. Yeah, and, uh, and the platform. Yeah, appreciate it. Of course, of course. Since everyone listening, I will put Zach's uh, LinkedIn website, YouTube podcast. Um, you know, in the description of the episode. So go ahead and click down there. Um, I think Zach's doing some awesome work with with the, his business. And again, you know, we can't go in all the depths. Uh, we couldn't go into all the depths of it, but um, definitely if you follow him along on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll see all the updates and um, it, it's a cool project to, to check out. And I'm, I'm special and lucky to, to know a little bit more than, than maybe the, the, the general public. So it definitely is exciting. Um, Zach, as we wrap up any, any final thoughts or message you want to give to our listeners? Uh, great message we'll talk again hopefully we'll host you but yeah. um as, as i say uh my, my sign off to our podcast i've been saying is uh roots on the ground head above the clouds uh you could also say roots and vision right like be grounded be steady have a process uh but also you know have that view that ten thousand foot view i love that i think that's a perfect way to end it um Please, you know, to everyone listening, keep that keep that mindset and mentality. It'll definitely help you achieve all your goals and, and follow those passions. Um, Zach, I'd be honored to be on your pod. So hopefully we can arrange that soon. And you're always welcome back on mine. So uh, you know, y'all, this isn't the last time you you've heard the the double Zach podcast. <laughs> the double Zach. I love it. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, of course. All right, I'll catch you later. Take care. Peace. Peace.